0: I'm Matthew.
1: And I'm Molly.
0: And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
1: And once again, we forgot to hit the record button, and we're having to do a show again. That's okay.
0: I think it keeps us on our toes. We're juiced. Um, you know, we're, we're moving We're moving fast. We're high energy. We're making lots of mistakes. We're running into things. Um, but we are talking about uh, a topic that's been, been simmering you know, just making us more festering. and more... Uh, yeah,
1: festering even.
0: More and more hatred has been welling up between us because of this topic. And it is, of course, France versus Japan.
1: Yeah, which is better?
0: Which country is better? Yeah.
1: So this is a subscriber-only episode, and, uh, and it's an especially special one because we have brought on someone to a- adjudicate, is that the correct word? Our our big debate here, Matthew. Would you introduce our guest?
0: Yeah. So our guest is an actual legal professional and a magnum bonum sustaining member of Spilled Milk, uh, and her name is Andrea, and she lives down the street from us. <laughs> Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna tune you out for a little while while we while we present our arguments. And uh, then uh, at the end of the show, we're going to ask you to weigh in because as you've said that you you don't, you're, you feel impartial about uh, the France versus Japan question.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. She passed the, the juror test. She, she can be a juror.
0: We haven't talked about like, what, what does the winner get? Smugness.
1: Satisfaction. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. So uh, let's, maybe we should start out by talking about our, our history. Like what connects each of us to our chosen country?
1: Okay, so um, I'll go first. I went to France for the first time when I was 10. Um, my, my dad was, was a real Francophile. Did he wear a beret? He did not wear a beret, but he did, uh, he often carried a man purse. Okay, I, I'll allow I think, it. I think it makes him, you know, <laughs> European ish um anyway i went to france for the first time when i was 10 and of course i loved it because you know i mean like buttery pastries with chocolate inside yeah. it was it's very lovable as a for kids i think um,
0: right, i just said yeah but i'm supposed to be eh, against you
1: Wee oui, oui, oui. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway so uh, i went back a couple more times as a teenager because like i said my dad really loved france um, and then I went there for a couple quarters in uh, college. And then I went back there after I graduated from college and I lived and worked there for a year. Um and yeah, so there you go.
0: Work there making croissants. Uh
1: no, I taught English conversation to some French public high
0: school students. Those nice poor,
1: poor students. <laughs> we did things like uh listen to songs and talk about the lyrics.
0: Oh, like what <laughs> songs?
1: Um I was really into the Bob da- Dylan song. <laughs> I was really into the David Byrne album feelings then.
0: Whoa so- <laughs> deep deep cut. <laughs> you're anyway. like hey hey guys this is what everyone in america is listening to this david burns solo album
1: <laughs> i was really into it uh,
0: anyway wait, is this how jerry lewis got big in france that some previous generation <laughs> yes. of english teacher over is like this is yeah. what everyone in america is into yeah
1: okay anyway go on
0: oh my turn your turn oh okay um so japan i i never went to japan until i was an adult um i uh i win uh,
1: there we go uh, <laughs>
0: Um, I, uh, I took my daughter Iris there, just the two of us when she was six, that was, uh, four years ago, and, uh, we loved it, so we have now been back two more times, uh, and, uh, we're a little obsessed, and, um, so that's pretty much the whole story
1: great okay well I I think we are probably the most qualified people ever we to... were we
0: were actually elected by <laughs> in a in a popular vote by the citizens of France and Japan <laughs> to represent them mm-hmm. in this contest
1: mm-hmm. um, so so let's start out uh, Matthew would you tell me why Japan is is a great place to eat the best place to eat
0: Japan is a great place to eat okay I've, I've thought about this a lot and I think there are there are places that, you know, I'm not going to deny that there's great food in France. Of course there's great food in France. But what's different about Japan is that there's almost no bad food. You don't have to, you know, if you go to Japan, sure, you can read blogs, you can read guidebooks, you can make a list of, I want to eat at this restaurant, you know, this Kaiseki place and this famous sushi place. And, and of course, the food will be great. But you can also go to Japan and, like, wander into a convenience store and, like, you know, go into a chain restaurant that looks good. Or go into a little neighborhood place that's uh, run by one old lady making soba noodles. And <clears throat> Hang on. you will almost never go wrong. I have yes. a question.
1: So I have observed uh, from spending time with you um, that you are pretty good at finding good food wherever you are. Like you have taken me to places in Seattle and I've lived here for almost twelve years now. You've taken me to places in Seattle that I've never been to and I've, I would have never found kind of hole in the wall places. And I You're I'm, saying
0: I've taken you places you didn't know you could go.
1: <laughs> in myself. Places in myself. I'd like to remind the listeners that we are not married.
0: And that's that makes it even juicier. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, so um so no but I'm saying what I'm saying is I wonder if you could go to France and have the same experience. Because I-, I think that you have a particular skill for sniffing out
0: good food. Oh, this is a very clever argument you're making. Because if I'm, if I want to defend Japan, like I'm supposed to, then I have to like turn down this compliment. Yeah, you have to compliment. throw
1: yourself under the bus. Oh,
0: wow. That was amazing. Thank you. I do don't think I'm as good at this as you think I am. I'm gonna. I'm You're gonna so like modest. I'm gonna dive under that. But do you
1: see what he's doing for you, Japan?
0: <laughs> and and the evidence I'll present is that um, I had. Pl- I've had plenty of bad food in France.
1: <laughs> okay, I've had bad food in France too. All yeah, right, I, I no. will. Uh, have you? So you've never had bad food in Japan?
0: Uh, rarely, but I would say I would say that you know the the win to loss ratio in Japan is higher than anywhere else I've ever been.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that.
0: Um, what else What else should I say about why why Japan is a great place to eat? Um,
1: okay, but uh, so, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think I think that there are a lot of people who, you know, uh, people who like sushi, people who like ramen, whatever, but who still are intimidated, maybe, by sort of the, the broader world of Japanese food. Like, I can tell you, like, I've got some textural issues and, and octopus <laughs> balls are, are really challenging for me. So, like, I'm a little nervous about just sort of walking into the average place in Japan. So, like, you know... Do you feel like it's a user-friendly place to
0: to eat? Well, I think a couple things. First of all, if only if only there were a book um, by I mean, by seen, an American food writer that was a gentle introduction to the world of Japanese only, food in Japan. If
1: only you know you should write that.
0: I'll think about it. Okay. Um,
1: I mean, like, am I going to be encountering natto everywhere? Because I no, think that you know how I feel about natto.
0: I do because of the scary food episode. Um, you know, I think. There will there will be occasional challenging moments if you're an adventurous eater in Japan. What
1: about junsai?
0: Ah, so we were we're going we're we're getting there. Okay, yes. so junsai is this um it's a it's a delicacy in Japan. It's a it's a summer seasonal vegetable that is basically like pond scum. <laughs> uh, it's uh you know it's 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 a acquired taste that I haven't acquired yet. It's, it's a textural thing. People eat it because they like the fact that it's extremely slimy and mucus like. Uh, and uh, so that, that was not one of my favorite eating experiences in Japan. But, you know, you can you're, – you're not going to find that at, like, a neighborhood yakitori place. If you go to a neighborhood yakitori place, all you're going to get is amazing grilled chicken on a stick yeah. as much as you want. And it's yeah. going to be cheap. And, you know, it's not like there aren't odd textures that you run into in, in France and also, like, odd animal parts. <laughs>
1: That's true. Now that you bring it up, I know one of the things that that we wanted to talk about today is what is the worst thing that we have eaten yeah, in these yeah. respective countries. And the thing that I was thinking of is tete de veau, which is basically oh. you know like um, well there there are sort of many different preparations that call themselves tete de veau, but the one that I'm thinking of is like sort of hunks of um, flesh and a jiggly gelatin from cooking down a pig's. I mean, excuse me, a cow's head.
0: Yes. Yeah. We should. We should. Clarify that Tete that yeah. de veau translates as head of calf.
1: Yes, exactly. And,
0: and it is a very apt description.
1: And it, it is a, a great delicacy. It's sort of old school French food. And um, uh, it's not like what we think of as head cheese, which I I often was wondering
0: think. that.
1: Well, so I mean. I some, don't
0: think I've ever had head cheese. You
1: haven't had head cheese? No. So I've had head cheese, uh, you know, sort of pressed into a tureen. Basically, they take. They take the head of an animal, you could do it with a pig, whatever, you cook it, you take the meat off of the skull, and then you also have <laughs> <laughs> sort of this wonderful... You
0: know, you take the meat off of the skull. It's a standard recipe <laughs> direction. Uh, uh,
1: you know, there's like some... some. Uh, like car- cartilage What you're talking
0: about right and- now is helping your case. <laughs>
1: no, no. <laughs> but there, but also France is not the only country where this is done.
0: But it's the only one we're talking about. That's true. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so what I was going to say. So yes. you know.
1: So Matthew, I'm going to be really honest here, and I'm going to say that I, I think I'm going to lose. <laughs>
0: and- no, I, th- I think I think I'm going to lose because I. So so what
1: I was going to say is uh, I was going to approach this from a very different point of view, and I was going to okay. talk about so the, the influence that French cooking has had on you know uh, on what we think of as American food. Okay, really, let's hear for, it over the past century. I mean. So much of the, the technique that is used in restaurants these days is rooted in French cooking. So many of the terms we use. I know that this has nothing to do with whether or not France is a great place to eat. But I'm just saying that if there were no France, I think that American food and food in a lot of other countries around the world would not be nearly as good as it is. Yeah, I
0: can't argue with that. I'm going to put that out there. You know, so
1: the other thing I want to say is laminated pastries. Fuck yeah. And now I know that So the technical term is Viennoiserie, or Viennoiserie, I don't know. Anyway, but basically, so like, you know, I guess they're originally from Vienna or something.
0: Oh, like, I'm happy to, to give this...
1: Croissant and whatever. to France. But let's give it to France. I, I have mean, a rebuttal. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> what?
0: Absolutely. Laminated pastry, one of the greatest inventions in the history of food. Uh, I think they do it better in Japan than in France. Oh,
1: I'm going to cry now.
0: <laughs> um, I think... I think probably the best french pastry to be found in the world is in Tokyo.
1: And it, but it's in french bakeries with japanese bakers. Am uh, I correct?
0: Japanese or french bakers?
1: Okay, like I mean are we talking like the Pierre Ame outpost? Yeah, the Pierre Ame
0: outpost is is great but also if you go to um, you know Agriduce, which is run by a a japanese pastry chef, you know, you're it's, well, the, it's at least on like, par with the best like the, the in France. The Japanese,
1: uh, you know, uh, this is what's going to make them hard to beat. Is that when they do something, they go after it with such precision and perfectionism that, like, I, I don't know if anybody, like, I mean, like, like, like socks made by <laughs> the Japanese are like the best socks in the world. I mean, friggin' socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay?
1: Okay? Like, you can buy a pair of cheap socks from Japan at Uniqlo, and uh, and they're going to last longer than any other socks.
0: Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm losing. <laughs>
0: so um, let's talk okay. about other so, things. So your point so far... Let's talk
1: about wine. Okay, here take, is... Here taking
0: is... <laughs> flesh off a of cow head and socks. <laughs> so, so let's talk about wine. And man purse. Because
1: I would like to talk about the fact <laughs> But Japan really does not have a foothold in the alcoholic beverages market the way that that mm. France does. I mean, okay, sake sake it can be delicious if you're into that, but wine compared to sake, I mean, wine made from grapes, I think that that is one of the the greatest beverages in the world.
0: Yeah, I think I think I probably have to give it to France on that one. Great, um, I do think I do think sake is great, and I enjoy it. I think um, shochu is a fascinating beverage that I would like to know more about. You're right. There's there's really nothing like the tradition of, yes. of European wines.
1: Okay, I have another thing to say. Okay. Cheese.
0: Mm, I Cheese, knew this okay. was going to come up. So,
1: like, you know, I know Damn that it. when we think about Japan, we don't necessarily think of... I don't think of dairy products. I don't feel like it's something that, uh, that at least on a, a world scale, we associate with Japan. You're right. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> right about something. Um, but I think we all know that um, France is renowned for its cheeses. And I think that um, I am not the only one at this table whose quality of life has been greatly improved by French cheeses.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I love French cheeses. And, you know, I there is... Here's here's what I will say, um.
1: and uh, you know I know that you say hold on. I know that you say that it, it's almost impossible to have a bad meal in Japan. That the food is so cheap, whatever. Like, so I, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna apply that to French cheeses. Okay. So you know you can you can drop a lot of cash on some French cheese. However, when I was when I was living with a host family there, my host mother used to just buy our nightly cheese at Franprix, like the kind of just cheap grocery store, and she used to buy the, like the store What's brand. What's the name of the store? Um, like Franprix. Okay. Anyway, she would buy like the. <laughs> I
0: was, I was, uh, I was imagining it as paris
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, she would buy the store brand cheeses. I'm sure, like real industrial specimens, and they were still delicious, like better than anything we can get here. So, you can get cheese that is very cheap in France. It, it is hard to get bad cheese in France.
0: I had that same experience where, like, on, on our way out of France, um, the one the one time I've been, uh, you know, I went to a cheese counter and got some random cheese that looked good on the way to the airport. And uh, it was one of the best things we had the whole trip. Uh, you know, I I, I want to go back you, and just have a, that.
1: You had a terrible trip because uh, <laughs> the food was so bad.
0: <sighs> I didn't say that. Um but uh, it, uh, but okay, it, for the sake of the argument, yeah.
1: No, I do feel like you, have to, you do have to spend a little bit more money in general to eat well in France than you do in Japan.
0: But here's, I want to, I, um, uh, I don't want to let the cheese thing just go by un, unanswered because, you know, there are many incredible parallel strands of fermented foods in Japan that are as amazing in their own way as the world of French cheeses. Um, I'm particularly thinking of pickles, which is not something that that is m- very closely associated with Japan outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. but Japan probably has the the most sophisticated pickling tradition in the world. whoa If there's
1: strong words if
0: there's, if there's a thing, someone in, someone in Japan will pickle it I think uh, that especially there are a vegetable a
1: whole bunch of Russian people and and like Eastern European Jews who would throw down with you right now.
0: Well, but I'm not. I'm not saying like the best pickles in the world, uh-huh. but I'm saying the the most sophisticated, oh, diverse world most sophisticated. of pickles. sophisticated. Mm. Um. So you know, you go to you go to a um, a food hall in uh, in Japan, and like in the basement of a department store, and there will be multiple counters devoted to pickles. Literally hundreds of different kinds you know, made in incredibly different ways. Some of them aged for like that afternoon and some of them aged for years. This sounds
1: like a French and cheese counter, in fact. It
0: is the equivalent of a yeah. French cheese counter. You know, I think it's something that that we in the West have less familiarity with. And so, you know, it's, it's less likely, I think, that a visitor is going to jump in and say, oh, I'm going to try like all of the pickles at this counter, but they do have free samples and it's really easy to geek out on Japanese pickles. And it's something you can, you, you can't only do it in Japan because you can get, Uh, commercial pickles at Japanese grocery stores in America, but you know the best experience of like you know artisan made pickles you can only do in Japan.
1: Okay, so I've got another point for France. Okay, there. okay, so for a very long time now, France has had a government mandated <laughs> standard price for the basic baguette. Ah, can, yes. You cannot charge over a certain amount of money. I think, or at least for a long time, it was like eighty cents or something. It may be higher than that now. Maybe it's like one ten or something. But you can't charge over a certain amount for a baguette, and that is so that everyone always has the money in theory to buy uh, bread the day's bread and i think that is pretty darn incredible i god love socialism i love socialism and so you know what i'm gonna say here is one of my very favorite things about france is the access to good cheese and good bread and that really is all a person needs to survive
0: and that you can get those things, I'm, I'm you like making an argument for you, for you now, but yeah, you can get those you. things thank cheaply you. and take them to a, a park with some cheap wine and drink wine in the park and exactly. eat bread and cheese. And, and
1: feel like a king.
0: Um, kind of, I'm kind of digging I'm, this.
1: I'm going to put another, an, another one <laughs> in, in the old France column, although maybe this exists in Japan too, I don't know. <laughs> So when you go to um, to like you know the the outdoor market, are there? I'm sure I'm assuming they're outdoor markets in in Japan. There,
0: there like are. Farmers it's, it's not as much thing? of a thing as it is in France.
1: Well, a, a lot of the ones in France, or at least in in the major cities, are not what we think of as farmers markets. I mean, yeah. they're, they're like produce markets. But anyway, one thing that I have always loved about these is the great attention that just the average vendor there takes to what they're selling. Like. Um, You know, if you're buying some peaches, they want to know whether you're, you know, you're buying them to eat like later today or tomorrow or three days from now. And that level of awareness of um, sort of what it means to eat good food or when food is good or what makes food good, I think is a near universal there. It's taken for granted and it's wonderful.
0: I'm going to say ditto, pretty much. Great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I don't even really have anything to add but yes I've had very much the same experience in Japan and also you know that Japan I would say as much or more so than France um pays attention to seasonality and you know will say things like oh you know that's that's not going to be in season until like 4 days from now so we're not eating it yet Yeah yeah um so I want let's <sighs> can we get practical for a minute okay. cuz like I genuinely okay. want to okay. know like what advice would you give if if I'm taking my first uh, trip to France like how how do I uh, eat well and what are some things that I have to try like other other than things we've already talked about
1: okay so um, I would say that um, if you can, try to go outside of Paris. I think that a lot of people only go to Paris, and I think that Paris can be a tough place.
0: I only went to Paris.
1: Yeah, I think I think Paris can be tough on, on visitors. They have a lot of tourists. and um, A lot of tourists in Paris? Know, really? It's surprising, isn't it? And um, I, I will say they're not always kind to tourists. I, I will say that. Um, I, I have had experiences there, um, just like anybody else, of not being treated as well as I would like to.
0: If you carry a man purse, then do they know oh, that you're serious? Oh, yeah. They
1: know you're serious, and, and they roll off the red carpet. Okay. Um, But anyway, I would say go, um, if possible, take time away from Paris. Don't just go to Paris. Um, Go to a city like Lyon, which has Mm. a historic food culture, uh, even more so than Paris. I mean, Lyon was sort of the heart of um, sort of... Dixie. French... (laughs) Like rustic <laughs> cooking, <laughs> rustic country cooking, uh, go to Lyon and for very cheaply you can eat in what are called the bouchons in Lyon. They're they're sort of the
0: arrived. I you know, I
1: know, arrived. I know. Anyway, but they're sort of the old traditional restaurants there. Um, you used to almost always have old women at, at the stove, and you can eat well there cheaply. And don't miss the boudin noir, also known as blood sausage. All right, Here we are, back to me really <laughs> yep. selling France. Um, anyway, and, um, and I would say that um, France is one of those places, unfortunately, where it, it pays to do some research ahead of time, whether you're going to be in Paris or elsewhere, and read up on, on where to eat because you can wind up spending a lot of money there. But, um, but a, a lot of people these days agree that the best food in Paris is sort of the mid-range stuff. And yeah. that there are really cool little places opening up, serving um, sort of, kind of um, fresh, interesting, Asian-inflected versions of, of French food that that are really special. Influences. Would you say? Would
0: you say Japanese influence?
1: No, uh-uh, definitely <laughs> not.
0: No. Um, no, I did have that same experience in, in France. That our best meals were at kind of the mid-range bistros, where you, back then I feel it was like twenty-five or thirty euros for yeah. a three-course meal, including yeah. dessert, and, yeah. and it was so satisfying
1: yeah i know you say satisfying not like so great
0: i I, this is what i was afraid we're gonna get into because it really was great yeah yeah um okay Uh, so so,
1: yeah would you like to um to make your closing statements uh what should people not miss in japan
0: okay so i would say uh if you if you go to japan like things you know guide to eating well you know go into places that look good they're probably going to be good don't be put off by the fact that that you don't speak japanese you know if you have to point at stuff you know, it'll be fine. The, the level, you know, that, that's one thing I want to say, like the level of customer service in Japan, I think is literally unparalleled anywhere in the world. Like you can go into a cheap ass chain restaurant and be treated like you're at a Michelin starred restaurant. Two things I would not miss are, um, I would go to a convenience store like seven 11, which is, uh, owned by a Japanese company. Uh, and get uh, some rice balls. Onigiri, as heard on our rice ball episode, um, and I'm sure we talked about Japanese Seven Eleven on that episode, mm-hmm. um, but there are, you know, 12 different flavors for sale. They cost about a dollar. They have incredible, clever packaging. They taste fresh. The texture is wonderful. They have an assortment of salty, sometimes spicy fillings. And it's like, you know, student food par excellence. What, uh, you know, what can you go into it? it, What can you get in an American 7-Eleven that is actually good? The answer is only Cool Ranch Doritos, Slurpees, Slurpees. Slurpees. you right; they don't Slurpees. have Slurpees. Come in on Japan. now, Slurpees. Um, and then the other thing is, I would go to a um, sit at a bar and eat tempura. And you can go to a uh, a cheap place and just like call out, like you know, give me a give me a green pepper, give me a shrimp, give me a small fish, um, and you know, and, and <laughs> give me a beer, and uh, and that's great. Uh, you can also go to a high-end place where they will, like, present, like, this is the platter of raw seafood that we have the honor to cook for you as tempura, and then they will cook it up piece by piece. But just, you know, having that having that uh, direct contact with, with the chef, um, you know. Do
1: you, do you think that we each get to say who we think wins
0: before um, we
1: get to Andrea here?
0: What, are are you going to say someone other than you wins
1: yeah i think he won
0: <laughs> i think he won
1: because the truth is is, is france is not as lovable a place uh, i think as 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 the way you paint japan france can is, I, france, is a, france is hard on people
0: can a, I, am i allowed to say that france well can i can i defend france for a minute <laughs> okay <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you know, I I was all primed when when I went to France. You know, and, and I've spent like six days in France, mm-hmm. all in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I was I was you know, and, and there were some things that were annoying about it, and and we did have some mediocre food, but also some really good food. And I was I was primed by this idea that uh, oh, you know, uh, everyone's going to be rude to you, uh, and this was not my experience at all. You know, and and my you know, I I speak French okay. And, uh, but I think like just being willing to like throw in a couple of words of French went a long way. I think
1: you're right. And I mean, I, I speak French, um, and, and I have found that even a little bit goes a very, very long way. That said, even speaking French has not saved me from being singled out as a non French person <laughs> yeah. and being harassed, which really sucks. All right. But, um, but that said, I mean, I, you know, um, I feel like I have I have learned and continue to learn a tremendous amount from French food, um, but it sounds like it sounds like for um, it sounds like Japan is sort of the great underrated or uh, you know uh, 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 the next new travel destination.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first.
1: Yeah. God, I hate myself for caving. And
0: but but it's not Japan. it's not over. It's not it's not up to us to judge. Oh, okay, it's, that's It's right. up to Thank God we've got uh, it's Andrea up to here. subscriber. Uh,
1: Magnum bonum, sustaining, Magnum bonum member. sustaining
0: member, practicing attorney, <laughs> and neighbor Andrea to weigh in. All right, so so Andrea, you've heard the evidence. Do you, do you need to um like withdraw to your chambers? And and, and, let, me, and let me just say, your um, barrister wig is very becoming. Yeah.
1: Well, I made it just for you.
0: Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> I made it it's, myself, it freshly curled. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> is it coiffed? Quaff.
0: Quaff.
1: Quaff. Quaff. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? um, Do you think someone in
0: Portland is making artisan barrister wigs? I hope so. Sorry to interrupt.
1: Well, I think you guys made very strong showings. Thank you. I'm actually nervous. Very strong showings. Um, And before this, I don't think that Japan was nearly as high on my list of places to visit as it is now. neither. God, I hate Matthew.
0: I feel like that's something someone says like right before. (laughs) (laughs) However...
1: <laughs> Go on. They they start with the Yeah. with the letdown. I think it was pretty neck and neck for most of most of the uh proceeding, but I think the uh cheese and bread mm. and wine in, really are in, you in serious the, in the park in the park
0: i I'm am so, oh, wait, so stunned i'm wait so minute, stunned but that was the, the park was my argument so was, i know <laughs> i know so, so that's way, what makes I it. i actually won
1: it, exactly i think that exactly. what andrea yeah. is afraid to say is that she <laughs> actually really loves blood sausage
0: oh
1: and and it's an unpopular thing i understand not wanting to tell people that but i think that's what swayed her
0: and maybe it's yeah. the taking the meat off the head
1: taking the meat off the head Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I. I you really I, I,
0: took it, the meat off the head with that one. Yeah.
1: Or, no, I mean, I like that France is unafraid of its awful, Yeah, awfulness. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's it's o f f a l Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you don't need, you don't need to be told where to find us uh, because uh, you're already there. You, thank, found you. Us. thank you again for being a subscriber. We love you. Uh, thank you for for putting up with our uh, thirty minute uh, bonus episode. And uh, and thanks again to uh, to Andrea for coming by and adjudicating.
1: Thank you, and both. for letting me win. <laughs> I am so stunned letting Matthew win on your behalf. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. Thanks for
1: that bit about the park.
0: Yeah, that's, that that is kind of the best thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we will uh, <laughs> we will see you again soon.
1: <laughs> Don't let okay. me forget the man purse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>